Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome, welcome, welcome. It's time now for Community Connection right here on K1, the one you trust. And uh, we're going to do it by phone today, and uh, our guest is uh, Gina Nelson, who is running for state superintendent. You're on the road. Well, my golly, it seems like everybody's on the road today. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. And, yes, I'm very much like Willie Nelson. I'm on the road again. (laughs) Well, you're going to be in Bartlesville a little bit later this morning, I understand. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. You know, you'll be at uh, Crossing Second. It's a nice little place to have a little fun. Uh, uh, by the way, uh, you, you are running for uh, state superintendent on the Democratic ticket. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Gina. Uh, yeah, so I have been an educator for 17 years. I uh, was born and raised in Broken Bow, Oklahoma. I am the 2020 Oklahoma Teacher of the Year. I was uh, named one of the top 45 educators in the nation last year with the Award for Teaching Excellence. And uh, I've also served on national and state committees that deal with teacher retention, mental health in children, food insecurities in children, um, and also career readiness. And uh, in addition to uh, the education background, I've also owned my own business. I've worked in the corporate world and sold some real estate. Sounds like you've had a well-rounded uh, professional life so far, and uh, this would be uh, your first foray in, really into uh, politics at this level, that's for sure. Uh, tell us, what do you hope to accomplish as state superintendent? Well, um, you know, we've got to hit the ground running, and so uh, we've already got plans ready to go to deal with teacher flight because we don't have a shortage of teachers in this state. We have over 30,000 educators who have a certificate, who do not want to come back to the classroom. And according to our research, it's because of lack of respect. And when we break that down, that lack of respect, obviously, is we need to make sure we pay our professional educators a living wage. We also need to tone down that rhetoric right now because teachers have been called everything under the sun but professional, and we need to elevate and celebrate the profession again. I also want to focus on mental health because right now our children have some of the highest adverse childhood experience scores, uh, the most trauma in the nation, and we want to give them the support, but we also want to support our educators who are suffering from post-secondary trauma. Uh, And last but not least, I want to make sure we keep our public dollars in our public schools. Uh, We've got a problem with learning loss due to uh, schools not being in person and uh, that uh, that really took its toll. We're seeing uh, on test scores. How do you propose to uh, remedy that? 
Well, you know, even before we were starting to see um, some some issues when it came to uh, reading scores in particular. And so as a student support coordinator, I've already designed uh, programs that focus on uh, reading remediation, uh, whole school approaches to, um, to academics, and then also incorporating life skills in. And what I've seen from using these multi-tiered systems of support is that my students, uh, their grades would go up, their reading levels would go up. And then when it comes to testing, you know, we need to make sure that we can revamp the state test. Right now, we pay millions of dollars to an out-of-state testing company that the test does not align uh, very well with our state standards, nor does it give a, a, an appropriate snapshot of what our students' levels are. Uh, you know, we, we need to have some real-time data and using a benchmark section like we do already, but using the last benchmark like other states do to, to use that data as the state test. I think it's going to give us a better idea of how to fill the gaps in that learning, how to address it in the year that we have the children, and not have to wait until they go out of our classrooms the next year because we can't pull them back and reteach them. Uh, that data comes too late. We need some real-time common-sense solutions, and that's what I'm really excited about getting to work on. And uh, do you have uh, companies in mind uh, going into the job, or you're just uh, waiting to see uh, what uh, could uh, possibly be uh, in the waitings when it comes to uh, looking for new testing partners? Um, actually, uh, if we even look at what Florida is doing, is that uh, we, we have these benchmarks that we already use that aligns to our standards. Mm-hmm. And wh- what happens is that the teachers around the state get to help look at the standards and then supply questions that might or could possibly be used on the test. We don't get to know what the test questions are. Obviously, that would not be fair. But because they directly align with what the Oklahoma standards would be, then we're not having to pay uh, these testing companies millions and millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to see a dramatic shift in how, how we can actually save money, uh, which we desperately need to, to do in the State Department of Education. Now, Gina, we already established you're on the road, and that means you've been talking to a lot of people, and a lot of people have been talking to you. What are the uh, top two or three uh, topics that uh, you're hearing these days from uh, parents and other stakeholders in education? Absolutely. So the number one thing they're concerned about are vouchers. They do not want to see their schools closed, especially when I go out into rural areas. They're concerned about consolidation. They've already been consolidated to death. And they want to keep their schools open because, as you and I both know, when you close down a school, you're closing down a community, you're closing down small businesses, people were going to have to move. Uh, and that's really going to affect our areas that um, are, are really tied to agriculture out in eastern and uh, western Oklahoma. And so they're very concerned about that. They're very concerned that, you know, that they might have a superintendent who would refuse federal funds. Uh, those federal funds, of course, go into Title I, Title II programs, everything from special education, free and reduced lunch programs, and also um, agriculture. And the, the list goes on and on. Uh, that's a big concern for them. And obviously, they're very concerned about having enough teachers uh, in their schools. I'm going to take you four years into the future here. What would you like to say have been your accomplishments should you uh, get the position courtesy of the voters for state superintendent? What would you like? What are your goals there for the end of four years? So I would I would like to see a more sustainable pipeline, uh, teacher pipeline into the profession. 
Um, I definitely want to see our, our reading scores uh, increase. Um, I want to also make sure that uh, we have people who are interested in going into the profession and remain in Oklahoma. I also want to see more collaborations between our universities, our, our career tech, and our, our high school programs so that we can develop more career readiness programs in addition to making sure that our curriculum also aligns with life skills. When you get to Bartlesville, you might want to see how that works with Bartlesville High School, Tri-County Tech, and Oklahoma Wesleyan University. I think they got that figured out. That might be your game plan. <laughs> I tell you, you guys are doing an excellent job. And uh, I, I have loved going around the state and visiting uh, the career techs and, and all of our you know junior colleges and universities. But I, I get really fired up uh, about what I'm seeing in those programs. Very good. Uh, also, uh, we're, we're seeing uh, other schools now take on some things that are pretty much uh, in real life, uh, where this state's going as far as the jobs are, like uh, aerospace. We're, we're seeing classes like that now come into high school classrooms. Is that something that, uh, you know, along those lines of getting people prepared for uh, a vocation after school, it, maybe in this arena, these things kind of gel with what you're looking at? One hundred percent. In fact, my nephew um, has actually designed one of the first Mach 5 engines uh, in Georgia. And I keep telling him he's got to start, you know, reaching out to these Oklahoma schools because uh, we want to we want to get in on those kind of things. And, you know, I'm very I'm forward thinking. I, even with agriculture, I want to see agriculture expanded in all of our schools because there is a great need now for hydroponic and aquaponic sciences uh, in agriculture. And we need to start thinking about. Uh, you know, food supplies, but also water conservation and things of that nature so that we can be a, a leader in the agriculture world in, in the United States. And that all starts with the innovation and the creativity that our students could bring to that profession. We're speaking with Gina Nelson. She's a Democrat running for state superintendent. Uh, do you have any ideas on how you would change school funding if you had the magic wand and uh, you could just say, there, uh, how how how, do you even have a thought on that? Well, you know, I, it all starts with, you know, developing relationships with the legislature. Uh-huh. You know, obviously they, they are the ones who, uh, who get to decide the, the majority of that. And, you know, I personally believe that, you know, education is not a blanket one-size-fits-all one kind of situation. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, looking at district by district and seeing what the needs are and meeting those needs is very important but also working with our legislature to find an equitable way to make sure that our students and our communities have everything in their, uh, everything that they need for their schools is very important to me Uh, because you're, I really believe your zip code, you know, especially since I grew up in a rural area, your zip code should not determine the kind of education that you should have. And, uh, you know, I I look forward to having those, you know, to continuing those relationships with them and uh, our members of Congress as well. We're speaking with Gina Nelson. She's running for state superintendent as a Democrat, and she's going to be at Crossing Second today, right across the lunch hours, uh, I should say, from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And, uh, you know, you're going to find that a pretty cool place. Just going to tell you that right now. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, so we're, I think I'm going to be at, uh, it says M&G in Bartlesville today at yeah. 100 Southwest in Bartlesville from 5.30 to 7.30, yep. and uh, I think I'm meeting up with uh, Superintendent Hoffmeister from 4 to 5 as well, so yep. 
I'm looking forward to seeing everybody today. You're going to be everywhere. And then, of course... Well, that's important. You know, yeah. I, I want to get out and, and listen to people's concerns and thoughts and ideas and, uh, you know, just really try to make those connections with folks. Well, indeed, I tell you, it's a, it's a lot of work uh, to uh, to run for any statewide office because our state is so big and so vast. And like you said, uh, not uh, one size fits all because if uh, you say Oklahoma, well, you've got lots of different parts of this state that are kind of unique all, all into itself. 100%. And that's what makes our state so wonderful. Um, it's just seeing how creative and innovative all the different areas of Oklahoma are and Gosh, I, I can't tell you how much I just have loved this opportunity to get out and meet people across the state. Now, Gina Nelson, if people want to know more about you, of course they can see you at about three or four different venues here uh, today. But if they want to read about you also as well after they get done meeting you, do you have a uh, a website and or a uh, social media page that people can can take a look at? Well, absolutely. You can find me all over social media. Of course, just look for my name. Um, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, even TikTok. And um, uh, the website that they can go to is nelsonforoklahoma.com and, uh, you know, reach out to us there. We are almost to Election Day, and I'm super excited to, you know, get our message out and, and see what happens. Very good. I want to thank you for being our guest today on Community Connection. And uh, we'll probably bump into you sometime along the way today, maybe even twice uh, when, you, when you get up here, because it looks like you're going to be all over. And uh, again, uh, thank you very much for being with us and good luck. I truly thank you for the opportunity today. Thank you so much. All righty. We've been listening to uh, uh, Gina Nelson, who is running for state superintendent right here on K1.